sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in the Coopers, what was they talking? Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side. How you doing, big dog? You happy to be back in Tennessee? I haven't had a break like I did last weekend in a while. Mm-hmm. Where it was just like, as soon as I got off the plane, I was really just like, if if I fly back and they're like, hey, we're firing you from work, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, I feel every weekend, brother. And it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's like this with your job, but it's not a strictly like clock in, clock out sort of deal. So you know, it's like stuff does happen over the weekends when you know a client is on tour, and so they have a show Sunday night, and it's like, hey, we got to the venue and. They're saying, they're, you know, they're only paying us half of what you told us we were getting paid. So, like, you know, we need you to give them a call and shake them down. Or, you know, anything can happen, really. Robert, someone needs to suck Randy Travis's cock over here right now. Right? Or else he's not going to play for the rock and roll show. Yeah. You know, well, it's Saturday night, but I'll be there, buddy. There, There's, like, two, there's two sort of events in life where it's just like, fuck you, I'm going... And like, if you don't, if you don't understand it or can accommodate, then you're a monster. That's funerals and weddings. It's useful. Yeah. Here's the thing. I agree. It's just for me, mine is anything I want to do at all. <laughs> if I ever had a job that was like, oh, JT, you can't go away for a week. I'd be like, okay, well then you're going to find someone else. Yeah. You're going to find someone else because I'm going to go away for a week. Oh, JT, you can't leave 20 minutes early to get high with the janitor. Okay, then. Oh, 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 okay, then. Fire my ass. Fire me. Go ahead. I'll be getting high with my new friend. Or my new enemy. I'll get high with an enemy. I'll give a shit. Did you watch Pawn Stars this week? Did you go hard in the paint? I tried to. Which, because I know yesterday we were talking about ideas for the episode you know this episode and you're like hey we could do that pawn stars episode which i think i pitched that to you what like six months ago four or five six months ago <laughs> i always feel like it's gonna be the next episode we do yeah and i don't think i'm the only person in the world that does this where i'll just go on like a bender of watching the same show yeah Especially, especially with like Netflix and Hulu these days, it's just like it just auto plays. It's telling you to watch another episode. I'll go, okay, okay, I will. Um, and yeah, I mean, Pawn Stars is one of those I can fall back on and just it's got what like 16, 18 seasons. I've never seen Pawn Stars to be honest. I've only seen clips <laughs> of it online. <laughs> I mean. If if you've seen thirty minutes worth of clips of Pawn Stars online, you've seen an episode. I think I get. I know exactly what happens. I know. I can't yeah. imagine a full episode of it, but I think I get it. Can I give you what I think happens on a Pawn Star episode? And you let me know. Yeah, give me your synopsis. Starts at the shop. They have some sort of introduction to the day, right, or to the week, or some sort of like, hey, it's been a busy week, right? Anything coming? Oh, I don't know if anything good's going to come in. And then some dude comes in with like a samurai sword, right? First thing, and the guy goes, "What is this? I don't. I have to call someone in." And so then they see a couple little like monster trucks or something they'll give like 20, 30 bucks for, and then it'll cut to a commercial. And then the commercial will come back and it'll be like, we got King Samurai out of Phoenix, Arizona to come check out the Samurai Sword. And then it gives them some sort of backstory as if he's not just like an extra they got off Yahoo groups. And then he comes in, he goes, oh, that Samurai Sword is from the most famous samurai of all time. 
It's worth a half a million dollars. And the Pawn Star guy goes, I can give you 50 bucks for it. I can give yeah. you 50 grand, maybe. It's the most I could do. And the Samurai Sword guy goes, ah, I don't think so. I think I have to walk. And then leaves with the Samurai Sword. And you find out later he never actually had planned. It was just like something he had just bought and he wanted to show it off. And they talk about the Samurai Sword after he left. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty close to it. There's also a younger guy that gets yelled at. There's two younger guys that get yelled at. Okay. Are they idiots? One one's the asshole like son. <clears throat> he's uh -huh. like, when are you, he's like, when are you just gonna fucking die and give me the business, Dad? God. I want to blow all the profits on tattoos and hoolers. So he's a cool guy. So you're saying one's really cool and the other one's also really cool or he's pretty cool in the fact that he's He's gotten in the news multiple times for like um, unregistered weapons and like drug charges, just like simple oh. possession stuff. But it's like, why do you have ten Mac tens in your apartment, Chumley? Like, I thought you're supposed to be the whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> is Chumley an insult you're making up right now, or is this guy's name Chumley? That's literally his name, Chum Lee. Oh, shit. I thought you were saying, like, oh, yeah, go ahead, Chum Lee, as if it was some <laughs> sort of, like, insult. And I was like, yeah, explain that insult to me. His name is Chum Lee? Yeah, like, that. that's just what they is, call him. Bruce Lee's son? No, just it's just Chum Lee. Oh, There's like, God. Chum Lee, get over here. What's, what's like, the other guy's name? Uh, main guy's Rick. His son is Corey. And then the grandpa... Which I so think Chum Lee comes out of nowhere. It's not like a family of Lees. We got Rick, Corey, and Chum Lee. Yeah, Chum Lee is like uh, Corey's... It's like his childhood friend. Is he an Asian fella? I don't know why I whispered. <laughs> no. It could be bad if he was... Sorry, I whispered Asian fella, like how an uncle would. Is he... Hey, Robert, is the guy Asian? No, he's okay. he's white, kind of greasy, and uh, he, he's overweight, just like all the rest of them. I said it with a different tone, so you knew to answer correctly, and not like I was looking, not like this an Asian <laughs> fellow. I didn't, you know, I wanted to say it with a "Hey, Asian fellas, come on, this is a pro." The Fart Locker, the only podcast that celebrates Asian Heritage Month. That's us and a free Tibet. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're anti Dalai Lama. Wait, 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 wait. We won't take a stance on Dalai Lama. What do you do? You have a pro anti? Do you like do you like Dalai Lama? From. From the episode of King of the Hill that I learned about the Dalai Lama, yeah, I'm, I'm pro Dalai. You didn't see that video of him getting that kid to suck his tongue recently? No. Dude, so the Dalai Lama, he was like a CIA asset during the Tibet struggle, right? Him and his brother were on like CIA kill squads. Then they go to Europe and take an anti-refugee status. Like they, they hate refugees. They say that refugees should go back to the countries, even though they're refugees. They're still on the CIA's payroll. They're, they, you can hire the Dalai Lama to like endorse your company or endorse your cult. Famously, Nexium did. And people love this guy. He's a, he's a fucking cop. The thing about Tibetan Buddhists is their pope is a cop. That blows me away. The people love this fool. I go, dude, he was a cop. And also, he was like a feudal lord and a child molester. And recently, this video of a, like a kid sucking his tongue got famous online. And all these people were like, that's a misunderstanding. The Dalai Lama was just playful. Don't be racist. And I'm like, hey, dude, if, if it's racist to be like, don't molest kids, call me fucking Uncle Tom, baby. Okay, <laughs> if that's what racism is, baby, I'm on board. But yeah, fuck the Dalai I don't know. I'm not going to say fuck the Dalai Lama, but... Yeah, I don't like him. I didn't know about the uh, 
Tongue sucking. Dude, you gotta watch this video. He asked the kid for a kid. The kid asked for a hug, and he goes, "Oh, you want a hug? How about a little kiss?" And the kid's like, "Okay." And he kisses him. He goes, "How about you suck on my tongue?" And the kid like reluctantly sucks on the Dalai Lama's tongue, and it's so like, did he Damn, like you stick just it out that in public, like, bro? He stuck it out like, just do this. Like you know your job exactly like you're doing right now. I'm you. The way how good you were at sticking out your tongue, Dalai Lama style, made me nervous, bro. You were good. At, <laughs> you said just like this. I said, yeah, exactly like that. Actually. I might have been on a couple of assignments with him, all right? <laughs> yeah, we have the same boss, the State Department. Man, could you imagine being a CIA agent and, like, knowing that you and the Dalai Lama, like, were on Epstein's plane together, and then you see people, like, wearing the same costume as him and being like, oh, he's so smart, being like, yeah, dude, I don't know. I got that esoteric knowledge. It's like, yeah, dude. I mean, I thought crack was really going to solve all of our problems, but... What are you gonna do? <laughs> I just I really that... thought those rebels were gonna overthrow those communists, but <laughs> <laughs> this time we thought we were really gonna get it right. Yeah, thought third wow. time was the charm, but I guess uh, Belize told us differently. Uh, Mr. Chum Lee, I actually have a pair of uh, the the Dalai Lama's metal testicles replicated. I'd like to see how much you cost. I gotta get my <laughs> testicle guy in from Phoenix. I don't know. You know, Rick's usually the expert on this sort of stuff, and he's not here, but. Rick's let me the call boss, my, that guy. Let me let me call let me call a buddy. Yeah, but oh. Ch- Chumley's just like childhood friend of Corey, and at, at first it's just like he's the punching bag for the show, and you know, whenever there's conflict, it's usually like him and Corey do something stupid, or like you know, he literally one episode he buys a samurai sword without getting it checked out, and so Rick's like. Just getting all pissy with him, being like, he's like, he's like, I could, he's like, I could just lose all that money you spent to buy this, and this be a fake. He's like, he's like, how, he's like, how, how easy is it just to call our our sword guy? And Chum's just like, he's like, he's like, I thought, I thought I could do it, you know, like I've seen him, you know, bump the hilt enough times, and uh, and at the end, he it's thought, like he thought he was the sword king when he's not, he's Chum yeah. He was just like, yeah, I've I've watched the guy, like you know. Because there's a certain way, um, the the way you authenticate like samurai swords is like you gotta bump the hilt off. Because on the tang, that's where they like put their signatures. Ah, did he did he check the tang? No. What a fool! Did they end up checking the tang at the end of the episode? Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, what? this is real." Nice, Chumley coming in clutch. Roll the dice, Chumley. CeeLo is in your favor, big dog. But. My favorite part, because the show's been on for well over 10 years, I would say 15 or, yeah, 15. And just like any, just any longstanding show, it's like you, you slowly see how they like, they, they go through this metamorphosis of like stardom. And so now Chumley has like perfect white, like porcelain capped teeth. Nice. Like they've all slimmed down because, you know, they got sponsored by Subway for a while. Nice. You know, Grandpa's dead, so he's just not he's just not in any episodes anymore. Grandpa died? Yeah. Oh, Grandpa Chumley. You brought honor to us all. <laughs> it wasn't Chumley's grandpa. Oh, uh, it wasn't Chumley's grandpa? It was Corey's. Corey. Corey's grandpa. One of our ancestors still looks down on this pawn shop. And the be- and the best part is he was like a World War II vet. 
So you know History Channel, as soon as they heard that in the pitch document, they're like, oh, fuck, we're green, we're green lighting this. Do you remember in the early 2000s when History Channel actually slapped and it was like the sucky channel for old people and it was all great documentaries that were like low-budget, research-only documentaries and now like what you'd watch for like a YouTube essay? Yeah. I remember watching a fantastic, like, like horribly low-production purely like research essay style documentary on the history channel about the FBI's war with the KKK in like 2003 and being like, yo, history channel slaps. And then it just quickly devolving into like, Ooh, these, these Sumerian tablets invented homosexuality in electric cars. I really think it was, um, cause I think ancient aliens started like the same year or like two years span as like Pawn stars did in like Oh eight, Oh nine. Mm. And as soon as they really got into that like reality, but put a historical twist on it, they were just like, you know, it was off to the races. Did, did the writer strike ruin History's Channel? Did the 2008 writer strike that brought reality TV to the forefront of entertainment ruin History Channel? I mean, honestly, that's a good question though, because it because be, beforehand it was all like you said, it was all like a lot of research based stuff and just okay, we're going to talk to this guy from the University of Houston, and then, you know, we'll fly out a cameraman to, you know, Oxford, Ohio, to, you know, talk to, like, another another professor. Basically, plane, plane hopping to interview professors for a research documentary. Fantastic stuff, yeah. Like, I don't really know if you needed someone with the WGA to, like, put that all together. Mm, okay. But, maybe... I think it was just more of the fact that it's just like, no, like, because it, because History Channel is like owned by the A&E network. And they're probably just like, dude, like, why can't we just put this on like all of our channels? And, you know, they're like, well, it's got to, it's like, there's got to be some sort of tie back to the, you know, it's the History Channel. So there's got to be some sort of historical facts in there. And they're like, hey, what about a pawn shop? We can throw in some like ancient tablets or like, you know, Civil War coats, and they can they can talk like they were actually there or something or dumb no, shit. We're gonna get Chum Lee in the house. Oh, you got Chum Lee on this? Oh yeah, yeah we got we got Professor Chum Lee. Professor Chum Lee and his sword expertise will be entering the pawn shop. And the thing is, it's like even be even before the show, like Rick and that pawn shop, they were always trying to get on TV. It it seemed like because. They were on a. David Tell had this show. It was like, I think it was like after hours or like 24 hours in the city with David Tell. Mm -hmm. It was basically him just going around. He's like, yeah, I'm in New York this week. Next week, I'm in Vegas. And it's basically like a full day in Vegas. And like, it would even get to the point where it's like, it's 2 a.m. You know, all the bars are closing, but, you know, we're here on like the North Strip here at Golden Silver Pawn Shop. You just see Rick in the back just kind of like shaking. And all the YouTube comments from the clip are like, yeah, that's that's cocaine. Like the reason why he's shaking his hand like that, it's not because it's itchy, it's because he's he's been doing a lot of coke and it's a long <laughs> night. Um hey, you're you're at the <laughs> North Vegas strip at two AM, baby. Live a little different out there. And just like it's just David Tell like asking him dumb questions. Like he's like, What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen come through that uh come through that late night deposit box? He's like, uh old lady's teeth. <laughs> and it's like in the middle of them like recording this one guy comes up trying to sell a, a VCR and he's just like $10 he's like $10 like the guy like outside's like trying to like haggle with him and like explain like no this was my dad's VCR he's like $10 
And then he finally gets it. And he's like, so he's like, he's like, you're with what? Comedy Central? Dave's like, we gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What's David tell you now? Does he have a TV show or anything? Uh I mean he he's really just slaying it on the road. Killing it in New York, staying on the road. Him and uh Jeff Ross did that. I guess you'd call it a special on Netflix, the bumping mics. It was like the oh, two of them uh, just kind of roasting each other, and then they would go. I didn't watch crowd. it to be honest. It's pretty funny. I'm doing a a riff show. You know those? You know, know what I'm talking about? You heard about these? Yeah. A riff show. I'm doing a riff show, and uh, I I I don't think I've done an actual riff show before. I've done shows where I've only riffed, right? But I've never done like a riff show, and I have this anxiety that um, I'll go to the riff show and they'll be like, "Hey, riff about you know." magnolias and i'll just be like what do i don't i and i won't have anything to say you ever been to a riff show yeah i've been to a couple and i mean the positive memorable thing you have from a riff show what'd you like what what, what a comedian do that you liked yeah that i mean that riff show wasn't very good like do you remember where it was remember uh austin java of course yeah but it wasn't it wasn't something Castles put together. But it was in the treehouse or the yeah. other one? It it was in it was in the treehouse, the Austin Java treehouse. Incredible. Incredible. Cause like I, I even remember texting Chris, I was like, Where are you? He's like, What do you mean? I was like, I'm at I'm I was like, I'm at the show at Austin Java. He's like, Yeah, that's not my show. That's crazy. He he ran a great show there. He really did. Yeah. He really would sell that place out every Friday. I don't know about every Friday. There's a, a lot couple- of Fridays. Good point. A lot of Fridays. <laughs> I mean, and that that's just that's just the way it goes, you know, with a weekly show. Mm-hmm. Like some nights it's popping, other nights it's like, well, hey, time to talk to just Ty Win. <laughs> Ty <laughs> Win is on Sam Hyde show. He's on Fish Tank. Yeah, I saw the. Uh, have, did you see the clip of him uh, in the rap battle? No. Oh my god! Can we play it on the pod? I don't know. We might get flagged, but I'll I'll send it to you right now. We won't get flagged. <laughs> you think Sam Hyde is going out there checking who's playing his clips? They're everywhere. Ty is. Who is? I bet Ty's going to be checking. Well, here's the Give thing. Give me my royalties. Are, where are you sending it on? I'll, I'll send it to you in a text. Okay. Give me a sec. Or send, Can you send it in the, the Google Meet messages so we can play it on the podcast? Or I guess I won't be able to play it on the podcast, huh? What was that... Uh... Because what was that rap group he was in? That like duo. Uh, are you talking about the Ying Yang Twins or the Ying Yang Boys? Yeah, it was like the Ying Yang Bros. Yeah, the Ying Yang Bros. It was him and Sam Harder. All right, we're playing it on the pod. Pulling it up. <laughs> so you want me to go first? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Turn it off. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you beating me, that's a mirage. Every chance you get, you self-sabotage. Man, you're a loser, woman abuser. You should go do some research on the computer, man. You're about to get fucked up. Only way you win is you get knocked up. If I get a heart attack and die right now, you'll be the first one to get kicked out of this house. Better than Hetty, you're so pathetic, you threw a spaghetti. 
in your white hoodie. You are so soft, you can't get a woody. Uh. <laughs> you know, that's it. What about it? Okay, so Ty absolutely buried him, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like buried him. Incredible. Like the the other guy after that, like tries to go in and it it quickly devolves into Ty just crushing him. It sounds like him. That that sounds like Ty. It's weird. He's not mentioned in the description at all. His name. Everyone else's names are mentioned, but his isn't. I don't know why. Because I've I've even seen some comments where it's just like, oh yeah, the 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 bald guy with long hair, aka duality of man. Yeah, I saw that comment too. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, that is pretty funny. Where are they? Are they filming the? Are they filming Fish Tank in California or here, like in uh, Austin? I think he might be going by Letty on the show. What do you think about that, Letty? <laughs> Maybe. But then again, that doesn't sound like. Uh, <clears throat> that doesn't really sound like uh, Ty. To go by a fake name? Yeah. Because, I mean, the reason why you'd want to get on Fish Tank is to try and get famous. and That is why our guy's on Fish Tank. Yeah. So for him to, like, go under a alias just doesn't really make much sense. Unless he, unless when he applied or, like, went there and Sam was like, so what's your name? He's like, Ty. And he's just like, what? And he, like, <laughs> Ty went and he's like, Letty? Tywin is one of the most interesting people that have ever been born. And like, I don't know. I'm one of the biggest Thai fans on this whole planet of Earth. You know the, uh, those like supporting actors Tim and Eric would get for their show? Like the like uh what what was his name like Tennessee, that, like the, the old... puppet guy. Oh, I was talking about like the old the old white guy with like the bowl cut. His name was like Tennessee or something. Yeah, the, there's oh, also there the guy is. with the puppet. Like apparently on... they just saw the puppet guy outside of Dodger Stadium one day. I think that is like hilarious. I feel like if if they ever did a reboot of like Tim and Eric show, we'd be like, we've got the perfect guy for you. Because Ty, Ty just really fits that mold. I think I think that one day we're going to look back and be like, I can't believe I knew Ty Nguyen, one of the most famous actors. They call him the, they call him the Vietnamese Brad Pitt. <laughs> Oscar winner Ty Nguyen. Tony Legend Award winning game. actor Ty Nguyen. Tony Hinchcliffe Award winning. He won, he won a Tony as in the, he won like a Tony Hinchcliffe Award show. Doing some comedy in uh, Austin, Texas. You wanna you wanna shoot off the dates? East Austin Comedy Club this Tuesday. That would be uh, May the 9th. 
Uh, Creek and Cave on Wednesday. That would be May the, I think, 10th. Um, and then Sure Thing on Friday. I believe that would be May 12th or something. Yeah. Uh, oh. I wonder if I didn't have my pants on and I was just showing you my penis, Robert. I thought about doing that too just now. I thought it'd be funny, but I wanted to respect you. Yeah. It, uh, we both agree it would be very funny for me to whip it up and it'd be a hard dick right there. But we both agree now is not the time or place. Full, fully hard. Would be hilarious if I was fully... Can I tell you something <laughs> kind of gross earlier? Sometimes when, when I'm driving with my wife, I'll just show her my penis. I'll say, hey, babe, I'll pull, have my penis pulled out, especially when I'm wearing shorts. And it's not like she's excited to see it. She's kind of laughs, does her thing. Did that earlier today on the way here. And for some reason, like the little seam around the bottom of my underwear kind of pulled the head of my penis so my penis hole was just gaping and i said hey babe and she looked and said oh my god and i looked and i said oh my god i didn't know i was like yeah it looks like i'm like ready to be entered i never imagined yeah my penis hole was gaping earlier today and it went back to normal thank god but i saw my penis hole gaping and it put me in the weirdest mood you're ready for some sounding huh oh i wanted to call miss ava kane <laughs> Hey, actually, I, here's the thing. I told my wife that. I said, hey, oh, Ava Kane was actually showing us sounding sounding sticks to stick in your penis. But I accidentally called her Miss Ava. And I said, sorry, it sounds like I'm already submitting. It sounds like I'm just <laughs> ready for her to stick a sounding. I, you know, Miss Ava has the stick to stick up my penis. Like, I already want to say yes, ma'am, and eat out of a dog bowl. Did you eat out of a dog bowl if it made someone horny? No. I would. I don't, I don't think I would. If my wife straight up was like, yo, it would juice my shit out if I seen you on your hands and knees in a dog collar eating a dog bowl, I'd do it. Of course, I don't want to do it. It seems weird, but I met a girl one time on the internet. We actually never met in person, but we met on Tinder when I was like 22, maybe 23, and uh, she told me she liked that. She wanted to wear a dog collar and drink out of a dog bowl, um, and she told me she was already doing it with another guy. And I was like, well, I'm glad you found your fella. And it's not going to be me. I remember her name, Mina, M-I-N-A. She later went on to become a manager of Juiceland. I bet she's thriving. I bet she's doing well. I hope she's well. Yeah. I, I hope she's still, you know, doing that dog bowl thing. I'm going to see if I have her number still. I do. We should prank call her on another episode. <laughs> I never met her in real life. We talked on the internet. I think I was scared to, you know, see a woman drink out of a dog bowl and want me to, like, beat the shit out of her. She was like, I'd never even met her, and she was already telling me to beat her up, and I was like, okay, miss, so I don't know about all that. <laughs> but I'll still be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. So I just didn't want to talk about Pawn Stars today. There's another show. This is the one I've been going on the latest bender with. Hit me. My name is Earl. That's a skateboarder, right? Jason Lee? Yeah. Yeah, he was. A pro skater. Then he went Hollywood. The coolest way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was just one of those shows like I was aware of growing up, like when it was originally coming out. I was like, ooh, that looks weird. And then I watched a couple episodes in college with my, my roommate. Never really picked it up, but I don't know. It's just sometimes you're scrolling through and you're like, you know what? I need a new drug. <laughs> this new drug, it's going to be huffing gasoline out of a sock. That's what my name is, Earl. <laughs> Sounds like a good time, brother. Yeah. I already plowed through the, the 
all four seasons. What was your major takeaway? Mm, I don't know why they just pulled it out so abruptly. I mean, I think I think anyone who watches it is like, yeah, why the fuck did they cancel it after that cliffhanger on season four? You could at least give them one last, like, even half a season just to wrap it up. The other thing was, it's like, I think they were at, like, 94 episodes. So, they really only needed half a season. They, they were, like, half a season left to get to 100, which is that, like, magic number for syndication. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I... I mean, I know like TV executives have never been known as the uh, the just and uh, you know considerate people. It didn't get wait 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 wait. My name is Earl. Did not get syndicated. Uh, there was an interview with Jason Lee. He said like they syndicated it on TBS once, but they didn't renew it. I feel like it was really popular on TV. Unlike The Office, like it it came out it came out of the gate banging. Yeah, it was just I don't. I don't know what it was. I guess just whoever was doing the market research fucked up was saying they they should have sent me in. Yeah. You know, you know, your boy's one of the best market market researchers in the game. Well, you know, the, uh, the creator, uh, Greg Garcia, the show after that was, uh, he made called raising hope. Mm, No, I've never seen that or know what it is. I, I mean, I haven't seen, seen it either. I don't know if I'll watch it after. I don't know if I'll watch it next, but I saw a clip of um in that in that episode. It's like they basically just they they lampoon the whole uh it's like all these TV, TV executives being like it doesn't hit the fifteen to thirty year old demographic that we're really trying to hit. It doesn't really connect with like our target demographics. And then like I think someone like punches them in the face. That's basically his way of being like, yeah, fuck y'all for canceling my good shit. Well, you know what they say. Good deeds never go unpunished. JT Kelly, 2023.